Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. of today's show with what I really think is the best event we put on all year in New York. New York City Marathon coming up on Sunday. My beautiful wife, Danielle, running it for the sixth time, her 40th marathon overall. And my main man, Pete Morgan, sitting to my left, his beautiful daughter, Spencer, doing her fourth in a row. We'll both be there on Sunday. I'll be at the finish line. Pete will be uh, all over First Avenue. So it's a big one coming up on Sunday. So today's theme with Lou and Sid is run. All right, he's the host of The Other Side of Midnight, a terrific show from 1 to 5 a.m. every weekday morning. Really smart. And just a genuinely good guy is my friend Frank Morano, and he's the last person that would be running the New York City Marathon. <laughs> I resent yeah. that. Well, I mean, you're, I've you know, watched, you're last year. I, I went and watched the marathon. That's big. Yeah, I had two siblings that ran last year. Is that is that true? Yeah, I did. You know what it is? I always, when I see the marathon, I always think that's great. You know, I'm going to train and I'll get in shape and run next year. Sure. But last year, my sister ran, and I, I is mean, this you, the sister I met at the gala? Yeah, she's only, only one I have. Thank she's you. a lovely girl. But and you probably know this being married to a marathoner, they lose their toenails. They what? They lose no, their... No, 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 no. Well, that's never happened. I, well, I'm telling no. you, it happened to Claudia. Well, it's, it's, I, it, to me... Does that mean it happens to everybody because your sister lost well, a toenail? Did it happen to your daughter? daughter? My yeah. daughter, yeah. It, it's, I find that to be the most disgusting thing gross. in the world. I yeah. would never do something that no. involves no. losing your toenails. Although i got to tell you, the amount of money Danielle spends on pedicures wouldn't be a horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frankie, we got a lot to discuss oh, today. Let's start with uh, Eric Adams. Uh, this whole deal yesterday and uh, a lot of Turkish mentions mm. from him raising the Turkish flag a week ago, which Curtis Sliwa was the only person to bring to everybody's attention. Now there's a Turkish Brooklyn contractor who may be siphoning money. At least that is what the Eric Adams detractors are saying. Two Adams, the FBI raids his uh, number one fundraiser's house in Crown Heights. 
What do you think is going on here? Well, I think, look, if this happened in a vacuum, you could say, okay, um, maybe there's just one corrupt entity within the Adams administration. And, you know, I'm hesitant to bury anybody too quickly because, you know, um, John Liu, they did that with him and destroyed his mayoral campaign. They didn't convict him of anything. It was just one woman that they convicted. This oh. is 10 years ago. And Audie Idala made the point last night, I'm not even sure if he's right, that uh, something similar happened to Rudy Giuliani uh, and nothing I, I, happened. I, I don't think that that is that is comparable at all. Is that right? Because yeah. look, so you're with, saying with Audie Adams, is stupid? No, I'm not. Your I'm not. Well, he's, uh, <laughs> but in the case of Adams, though. This is not an isolated incident, and a lot of people have been calling me asking, oh, is they, are they sicking the FBI on him because he's now critical of Biden on the border? I don't think there's any truth to that at all, because remember, you had his uh, camp- the campaign finance board, which is a New York City entity, fine his campaign and say they violated the law for raising more money than they were allowed to raise for his inauguration. Okay, that's one thing. Anybody can make a bookkeeping mistake. Then one of his chief fundraisers, our friend... Eric Ulrich, who I do like. I bought his children's book for my son. He is oh, now under you. indictment and going to and going to prison for the shady activity that he was up to. And then these two brothers, they've actually pled guilty to using straw donors in a state case. So you have two state cases uh, basically finding culpability for the Adams campaigns, you know, what they're doing. You have the New York City Campaign Finance Board, a city entity, and now the feds. So I think there is just kind of a culture of corruption within the Adams administration. Does it get all the way up to the mayor? I, I don't think so. Pro- maybe not. But I think this is bad news for Ingrid Lewis Martin, who, so as you know, yeah. is like the mayor's number one person. What I did say earlier, Brianna goes down in flames with this. Brianna sucks. Ingrid goes down in flames. But I really do believe, like you just intimated, Eric Adams unscathed. Yeah, well, I'm not saying unscathed because I think there could be a political price to pay, right? Like there was, what? Who's well, going to beat him? Well, there was a big article. Everybody's unbeatable. Besides Curtis, of course. Well, no, everybody's unbeatable. <laughs> until they're beatable. There was a big article in New York Magazine four days ago that said, no, the left can't find a candidate to primary Eric Adams. Now, I think this could embolden somebody on the left, and if uh, Adams has got a problem on the left with, uh, say, a Brad Lander or a Jamani Williams or a Jessica oh. Ramos, oh. and a problem on the right with a Curtis Lewa, then he's got a problem. Plus, uh, I mean, if he has to resort to using fundraisers that will engage in conduct that they won't get indicted for, he might have a tough time raising money. All right, so a shocking story coming out of Suffolk County last night. A good friend of mine and yours, former NYPD, he spent uh, the last, I guess, couple of years as the police commissioner in Suffolk County. He started the task force that ended up taking down Rex Uerman, the Gilgold killer. Rex, uh, not Rex, excuse me, Rodney Harrison announced yesterday he's stepping down. Any idea why that's the case? Well, I have an idea. Uh, I'm hesitant to say it because it is unconfirmed. It's okay. Just say this is an unconfirmed okay, so opinion is, of mine. This is unconfirmed. Is I, it like crazy? No, no, no. Because no. You, I'll you tell know, you what like I'm you hearing. Talk about, you talk about aliens no, 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 and no, no, UFOs. No, no. And- <laughs> I, I will tell you what I'm hearing with the disclaimer that this is unconfirmed. Okay. Um, and I'm not trying to cause anybody any angst here. Just get to the damn All story. Right. What Frank. I'm hearing is that. Uh, Commissioner Harrison has a major issue involving an affair with a female police sergeant in Suffolk County. And this has come to a head. 
And he made a couple of other missteps recently that the police union and the rank and file are furious about. Apparently, this uh, press conference that he did with John Ray ruffled a lot of people the wrong way. And a lot of folks were offended that he suggested to the public uh, to send evidence to John. And uh, John Ray was very antagonistic against the police department over the years. Three cops specifically were on the warpath after that press conference. So I think it's sort of um, I think the affair coupled with this John Ray incident, that was the those were the straws that broke the camel's back. He is Frank Morano, the host of the other side of midnight with uh, some opinions on why Rodney Harrison stepping down as the Suffolk County Police Commissioner. Uh, Bob Menendez, uh, one of the ultimate creeps in politics today. He um, he going up against uh, Tammy Murphy. A lot of folks keep asking me to put Tammy on the show out there in New Jersey. What can you tell me about Tammy Murphy? Well, look, I think um, like um, her husband, she, if she jumps into this U.S. Senate race, she is going to try to buy off the county chairs the same way that Phil Murphy did when he got the gubernatorial nomination without a primary. No relation there, right? No, it's his wife. It's his wife. Yeah, it's his wife. He's, she's the first lady of New well, Jersey. Well, you say it to me like I should know that. Well, I mean, you you asked me about her. That's her lone claim to fame. What did you think she was famous for? She could have been related uh, to Calvin Murphy of the Houston Rockets. I, I, as far know. as I know, I don't know that or she's ever. Eddie Murphy. I, I don't think she's ever had a job. But um, Well, then why would I vote for this lady? I hate Bill Murphy. Well, I, I, chances are you shouldn't move to New Jersey. And, yeah, that's a good you point. Could you imagine for... having to vote for Bob Menendez yeah. or Phil Murphy's wife? Well, or Andy Kim. You get the choice of Andy Kim Who's as well. He's a congressman. He's running, and uh, he's like so Jesus far, Jesus Christ Kennedy. compared to these. But days. in the case of Tammy Murphy, she's got a couple of problems. One being in the Democratic primary that she was a Republican for a long time, and they are going to try to hammer her over the fact that she had a Republican Republican voting record for a long time. But as we've seen with Trump, Reagan, Rudy Giuliani, and others, people tend to switch parties throughout their lives. Uh, we'll see how far that Murphy money goes. My cousin too, the great senator out of Minnesota, Norm Coleman. That's right, most of defeated. By the great Jesse Ventura in 1998. Well, yes, he was. And yeah. Al Franken. That's right. But he did win. He did win. He was the mayor of St. Paul for eight years. I'm very proud of my cousin. All right, finally, there is uh, something that's going to happen this weekend ah. that we talk about in my house quite a bit. My wife hates it. She hates it when it gets dark out at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And it turns out that, Frank, you're like the big voice in this. You may hate uh, daylight savings time as much as Danielle. This makes you crazy, right? Well, no. I mean, and it, you look, daylight saving time is absurd, right? It was invented by Benjamin Franklin to conserve candles. That's if you can, if you assume he was serious. Might have been just a joke for a, a thing that he wrote. Daylight saving time serves no purpose whatsoever. None. There's no reason we need to drive ourselves crazy twice a year, setting the clocks ahead, setting the clocks back. Well, listen, it does about you, nothing but, uh, to conserve uh, energy uh, at all. I live in a house where it's done by itself. I mean, we're not really going back to the days of winding clocks. Well, see, I still have to do that with our grandfather clock and rearrange oh, I like it and that. stuff. That's cool. But, yeah, yeah. but, but the point is, whether the clock's being set automatically or not, you still lose that hour of sleep in the spring, and it's that transition to. To, you know, go springing, a, you know, uh, springing ahead that screws people up. Accidents go up. Heart attacks go up. Health issues go up. Really? All after the conversion to daylight saving time. Now, you think about how stupid this is. We're going to standard time on Monday. Standard time lasts four and a half months. How could standard time be four and a half months and the exception daylight saving time is eight months? Makes no sense. 
Just have pick one time, whether it's daylight saving time or standard time, one time, stick with it, be done. You get the same amount of hours of sunlight whether we're setting the clocks ahead or not. There are parts of the country that don't do it. Yeah, Arizona and Hawaii. Parts of and look North how West successful Indiana. those two states are. Northwest Indiana? Yeah. I mean, um, it, there is no reason for this, and uh, New York should opt out of this as a lot of uh, as other states have considered doing as well. Frank just showed uh, about as much emotion talking about this as I did with Joe Biden in Israel <laughs> at 6.15 this morning, I swear to God. Uh, we agree with you. So what are you doing this weekend? Atlantic City? What do you got exciting no, going on? No, I wish. On? I'm oh. going to a Diwali celebration tomorrow. No, you're not. No, yeah, you're not. I am indeed. <laughs> I am. Now, why would you do something like that? Well, because I love the Indian community. Uh, I like them too, but you have to, I'm not going to a Diwali celebration. <laughs> well, I mean, look, that, that, that's what separates the two of us. Are you related to an Indian or something? No, I married an Indian, not as my wife, but I performed. I was the officiant in a, you know, I am a minister in the Universal Life Church, as you know. <laughs> and I, uh, I performed at a uh, ceremony and uh, one of the, the bride was Indian, and they invited me to Diwali. What on do they Saturday. do with these uh, Diwali? This is my first Diwali. I don't know. I think yeah. there are lights involved. There's Indian food, presumably. I don't know. Did they so smoke the anything? Did they smoke any drugs or anything? I don't know. Maybe a little hashish. If yeah, it comes not, my that's way. We'll see. Yeah. Exactly. Are you going to come in like dressed in like some type of uh, Indian garb on Monday? I, I'm hoping. I'm no. hoping. Yeah. Well, you're a good man. Thank you, you love everybody. I do. No, I don't think Lewis is going to be at this Diwali celebration. Tomorrow. I feel like I should go now. <laughs> you, you want, I can get you an invite. I can okay. get you an invite. Okay. Where is this? Atlantic Avenue, right? No, it's in it's in Princeton, New Jersey. Is there a big Indian population in Princeton, well, New there's Jersey? At least one person. <laughs> <laughs> there's one Indian. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, thank you. Next weekend. I'll send you a postcard. <laughs> yeah. That was a great appearance. Seriously, you know, thank I love you, my you friend. Your show is great. You're great. You just you know so many things. I'm, I'm really impressed by you, seriously. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, good to Be see safe. you as well, Pete. Be safe, yeah. Frank. Uh, Have that's a good a great weekend. Frank good luck Morano. to Danielle in the marathon. I appreciate that. Thank you. Other side of midnight, folks. That's a great show. 1 to 5 a.m. every weekday morning. There's nothing Frank can't talk about. I swear to God, the guy's a genius. I, I love him. To Wally.